WHHH FM Indianapolis. It's time to take a look at what's going on in and around Indy. It's Open Lines, your eye on the community on High 96.3. Hold up. And good morning to you, Indianapolis. I am Cameron Riddle. It is Sunday, April 18th, 2021. And what a week it has been across the country and especially right here in central Indiana. As you know, uh, this is now home to the third mass shooting uh, that Indianapolis has seen in 2021. We are now, unfortunately, uh, a part of a club of cities across the nation that I have received worldwide attention for a mass shooting. This time, a mass shooting at FedEx on the city's far southwest side that took the lives of eight people and injured five others. The shooter, a 19-year-old former FedEx employee, took his own life before police arrived this morning. We have some new information uh, from what IMPD has released as recently as last night. We have more details about the people uh, whose lives were unfortunately cut short uh, due to this senseless violence, uh, as well as a number of responses that we are getting uh, from elected officials, from organizations, from the families of the deceased. and also new information about what happens next and where we go from here. All of this happening, of course, uh, as the nation gets ready to focus on the George Floyd trial, or I should say the Derek Chauvin trial, uh, to decide what charges Derek Chauvin will be convicted of, if any, uh, in the death of George Floyd. That all happening as the attention also shifts over to Dewante Wright, uh, who was also killed there in Minnesota by the Brooklyn Center Police Department by a police officer who thought, who said she thought she was holding uh, her taser, but actually shot Mr. Wright in the chest. That also happening as Chicago is fired up following the the police shooting, a video that has now come out of a 13-year-old black man. so much happening we're going to try to bring you up to speed on everything that we know that is happening uh, here around the country and uh, of course in minnesota and next door in illinois Uh, but of course we've got to start right here at home Um, i know a lot of you want the latest on information that we have and we will bring you all of that here uh, this morning and we will talk about it uh, because i know a lot of people just want to get things off their chest things they want to say um, because uh, as we watch on the national stage, uh, this isn't the first time we've seen a mass shooting, but um, it is different when you look up and you see the word Indianapolis there, um, really driving this home that this is happening right here in our backyard in the city. And unfortunately, as I said, this is the third time uh, we've had a mass shooting in Indianapolis, but the first time this year that we've had uh, a mass shooting in the workplace. Uh To join us on the show this morning is our Community Affairs Director and the host of Community Connections on our sister station, AM 1310, 92.7, 95.1 FM Delight. It is the good Miss Tina Cosby. She joins us this morning. Good morning, Tina. Good morning, Cameron. I've never been introduced as the good, but that's that's good. Thank well, you are you are the good. You are the great. You are my friend, good, good, good. and uh, I'd say thank you uh, for filling in for me last week. Oh, this is the pleasure. Uh, first time that I've been back in the building for two weeks. Um, mm-hmm. The first week we were actually just uh, we were preempted because we were having our uh, Radio One Easter programming, mm-hmm. celebrating Easter, and then uh, the following Sunday, last Sunday, I was off because I had multiple. Uh, deaths in the family. We lost three people. My dad lost his best friend, uh, who we called Uncle Sherman, and then my dad also lost his blood brother, uh, Uncle Tommy Jr. Uh, so we had to go handle that funeral, and then also at the same time, uh, my uncle on my mother's side, my uncle, my mother's brother, lost his wife, uh, Miss Keisha. Uh, she died of COVID, and so we had to take care of that funeral as well. So uh, never had that many funerals in one week or that amount of grief, but uh, thank you to you, Tina, Karen, and the team here for allowing me to handle that. 
and you guys taking care of business. Again, sincere condolences on all that because that uh, that's that's just a lot. It is a lot, and uh, unfortunately, things didn't really get better. Uh, for the Friday was my first day back at at uh, Channel Six. I was actually off Thursday night and woke up Friday to what had happened out at uh, FedEx, mm-hmm. and uh, it's 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 unbelievable. This has happened, Tina. You know, um, we, you know, I, I think sometimes it, you know, in terms of just sharing the news and, and passing it along or what have you, I, we, I, it's just hard to believe that, like you say, when you look up and you see the, the name Indianapolis on the lower third there, it's, it's just, it's almost surreal. And there's so many moving pieces to this, this story, as you said, and I know you have a lot of, uh, a lot of updates. But one one of the things that I want to look into uh, next week, as the as the week goes on, uh, there were a number of people from the Sikh community mm-hmm. who were killed. Mm-hmm. Now I've been told a couple of things. Number one, could it have been a hate crime? Or and then the other thing I've been told is that there are a number of people from the Sikh community that work there at FedEx. So was it just a numbers thing, or was it deliberate? You know, was it a hate crime? I don't know. But we're gonna. You know, we're going to look a little deeper dive into that. I also want to take a deeper dive into something that I think is it, it, it get you get mixed messaging on this as well. And that was or that is the mental health issue, uh, because they're clearly, as has been reported, uh, you and, and our news gathering partners at Channel six, there were mental health issues with this young man. Uh, mental health issues that were shared by his family, by his mother. And then, you know, the, then again, there's the gun access uh, to, again, you'll you'll have that in your, your update, but two um, weapons of war that were purchased legally that were used, according to police, that were used in this, in this crime. So, you know, it's just multi-layered and it's multifaceted to pull it. But the bottom line is, once again, uh, you know, we have been, our community and the, the nation has been subjected to, it's almost indefensible, this form of, it's almost an indefensible form of terrorism. And, and I don't know, I don't know where the answers lie, uh, Cameron, but yeah. Well, that's... you mentioned uh, some of the facts and here they are. Uh, we have lost eight people, mm-hmm. all of them FedEx employees, yes. uh, 32-year-old Matthew Alexander. 19-year-old Samaria Blackwell. She was a uh, IPS student, uh, and IPS has, of course, sent uh, their condolences and telling us that mm. she was a great student. She was also, um, you know, someone someone's family, 19 years old. Um, yeah. Uh, Amarjorit Jawal, 66 years old. Jazz Vendor Carr, 50 years old. Jazz Winder Singh, 68 years old. Amarjit Sakan. 48 years old, Carly Smith, 19 years old, and John Steve Weissert, 74 years old. All of those lives cut short by a 19-year-old former FedEx employee who lost, uh, who was working at FedEx uh, in the fall of 2020, Brandon Mm -hmm. Scott Hole. He was a former employee uh, FedEx did confirm that to ABC News in a statement. They say that we can confirm that the perpetrator was a former employee at the facility. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all further questions for now need to go to the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department. Uh, mm-hmm. IMPD Deputy Chief Craig McCart said Hole uh, last worked for the company in 2020. Uh, he did not know why Hole left his job or if he had ties to any of the workers at the facility. He said police have not uncovered a motive for the shooting. Four people killed uh, inside of that building, four people killed outside mm. of that building. And Tina, as you mentioned, uh, several of those members of those victims are of the sick community. Um, and while it is unknown if those four people uh, of the sick community were particularly targeted, mm. uh, that is something that Central Indiana's sick community is very concerned about. And they have spoken up from minute one. It is a growing group of people uh, in our area and in this nation who are, are part of the Sikh religious community. They are the mm-hmm. world's fifth largest 
religion. So yes. while we do not know if they are actually uh, targeted, it is um, a simple fact that half of the people killed were of that religion. Right, right. And I, I am not sure, but it seems as if uh, the I, I was reading, and you can you can let me know because I'm sure you've been a little closer to it the last day or two than I have, but that um, the uh, he was uh, once interviewed last year by the FBI. Mm-hmm. Uh, turned in, but to by his mother, mm-hmm. and that he had made explicit threats. Yeah. Um, against uh, FedEx. Yeah. This this is one um, that I would love to talk, and and I didn't want to do it today, but love to talk to mm-hmm. someone from the FBI or IMPD who always tells us, uh, you know, you can't always uh, prevent everything, but if you want to be more than reactionary to these events, so what do you do if you see something, mm-hmm. say something? If something is off, reach out to law enforcement. And apparently his mother uh, did that. The family released a statement. Uh, yes. Mr. Hole's family released a statement saying, we are devastated at the loss of life caused by Brandon's actions. Uh, mm-hmm. Through the love of this family, we tried to get him the help he needed. Our sincerest and most heartfelt apologies go out to the victims of this senseless tragedy. We are so sorry for the pain and hurt being felt by families and the entire Indianapolis community. And Tina, as you said, uh, Paul Keenan, the special agent in charge of uh, the FBI Indianapolis field office, uh, said that agents had questioned Hole last year after his mother called mm-hmm. police to say that her son might commit, quote, suicide by cop. He said mm-hmm. the FBI was called after items were found in Hole's bedroom, but he did not elaborate on what they were. He right. said agents found no evidence of a crime and that they did not identify Hole as espousing a racially motivated ideology. A police you know, report, uh, though, did find from the Associated Press that officers seized a pump-action shotgun right. from Hull's home after responding to his mother's call. Uh, Keenan says that gun was never returned. Uh, Indianapolis police have now told us, as of last night, that he did open fire with a rifle. And through Thursday's incident, they say... Uh, that the ATF conducted a trace on two weapons, mm-hmm. and they have learned that Brandon Hole purchased those rifles legally in July and September of 2020. Yeah, and and here's the thing, when you know when you you talked about, I want to back up to what you said, and and you, it was a very good point that you made. When you see something, say something. This this young man's own mother reported him to the FBI, so the question to and and maybe later we can investigate that as well but the question becomes do we have to, does law enforcement have to wait until an act is committed before intervening or what can be done because frankly this mother this young man's mother's hands were tied mm-hmm. because he was over at the age of 18. Mm-hmm. so she couldn't necessarily have him commit you know she just couldn't take over as his guardian he was a a grown person or a grown man at this point in time with law enforcement including the fbi um i think that they probably had gone as far as they could go so cameron is it a question of our laws how you know do our laws need to go further well, than, than where they are well you know you know as we said this is the third mass shooting in indianapolis this year so um in those other cases Remember back on January 21st, that's when mm-hmm. um, Mr. R- uh, Raymond Lee Childs III gunned down his own family over on right. Adams Street. Okay, remember when we, we had police chief uh, Randall Taylor on, and he said that was an incident where, you know, there was nothing a- ahead of that. There was no sign of that. There would there would have been nothing that, unfortunately, w- the police could have done to prevent that because it, it came out of nowhere. Um, okay. Everything we did with that would have been reactionary. Um, mm. At the same time, March 13th, we had our other uh, mass shooting. That's where Mr. Malik Halfacre uh, killed four people. Uh, that's the one right. over the stimulus check. Again, right. what, 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 is there a sign that you can, uh, you know, is there anything you can do before that? No sign of that. But in this case, um, as you said, Brandon Hole's mother had concerns about what she was seeing. And so mm-hmm. um, in other cases we have seen, let's let's use the example of um, the kidnapping plot of Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Uh, FBI right. were, were on were, were, were was following that. And when they saw mm-hmm. something actually concrete, like, whoa, these guys are actually planning 
it's beyond just talk. It's beyond just suspicion. Right. These guys are actually formulating a plan. So at that point, it's a conspiracy, which right there, conspiracy to commit a crime is a crime. That uh, is a crime. They can do that. And once you got mm -hmm. to that point, um, that's where police, uh, the, the FBI and the Michigan State Police were able to jump in and, and, and stop that plot. But in this case... Uh, we go back to only what we know from, from the family mm -hmm. who is declining all interviews at this time. Uh, but she feared that her son might commit, quote, suicide by cop and that there were some concerning items found in his bedroom. But apparently these suspicions weren't quite to the point that, well, I have suspicion that he's planning to hurt somebody else or he's plotting something. And so for whatever reason, and that's why this is the question we need to ask to the FBI and, and IMPD sometimes here soon, What at what point can you jump in? Exactly, exactly. And and it, it is a matter of law. It's a fine line, um, and it is a balancing act that um, I don't think all of us know enough about. I, I know I don't know enough about it to, to speak on it, but you're right. I, I would love to talk to uh, the FBI further in terms of where the line is drawn. Uh, because the I believe the mother complained about suicidal ideations or ideations mm -hmm. or however you say mm -hmm. that word. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, it's just, uh, but when you see that somebody has been on the radar, when you see that somebody has been in co contact and been interviewed by the FBI, when you see that a high-powered weapon of war uh, was removed and then you, you see that this happens, it makes you it, it frustrates you to no end. It's it's heartbreaking. It 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 makes it really hard for you to feel that by calling uh, the police or the FBI that something uh, can be done. It it, mm -hmm. it should be known that the the mom's call may have been the only may have been the only thing uh, that was the sign of this because police tell us when he pulled up on that FedEx property. Uh, that he wasn't in an altercation with anybody. He wasn't arguing no. with anybody. He just got out of his car and started but shooting. Had, but hadn't he warned FedEx that he was going to come back? I have, I have, I have not heard that. Okay. Um, okay. Um, I have not. I need, to, I need to, I need to nail that down as well. But I understand that there was, uh, from what someone had, uh, I think I had read that, shared that uh, there was, uh, there was a threat to FedEx that he would be back. And, and that's and that's possible. Um, that particular night, the folks who were in that parking lot, it was getting ready to be a shift change. Uh, people were sitting in their cars or going in and out of the building. And, and he, it appears he just started shooting people at random. And, you know, mm. I talked to uh, one employee who was returning to the scene to pick up his mother's vehicle. Both he and his mother work at that FedEx location loading trucks. Um, he was very shaken up. His name was... Um, Corshawn Foster, so we send the prayers out to his mother, uh, Angela, who was one of the people who was shot, but has survived mm -hmm. um, and, and and is recovering. I, I believe she has a, a ways to go, but she was sitting in her car, which as I witnessed with my own eyes, had multiple bullet holes in the car, uh, and the windows were blown out. And so that's the other part of the story, is not to forget the people who uh, were also shot and injured and are recovering, but the other people who are the literal survivors because they were there and they saw this or they were a foot away or they were just one door separating them and 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 this shooter, um, there is still a lot to talk about on, mm. on how we move forward. Tina, the phone lines are on fire, um, and so I, I want to start bringing some folks in on this conversation because I just want people to be able to express what it is they're feeling, what they're thinking, because this is a, this is a very, very, very difficult time. So, Tina, what I want to do real quick, how long are you staying with me, Tina? Um, I can stay another five or ten minutes if you want. I mean, you tell me. If you need me to go now, No, fine. no, no. If you, 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 I'm gonna, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a quick commercial break, um, and then uh, we'll come back, take a couple calls. And then, and then I'll cut you loose once you spend a little time with me take, talking to the folks. Will that work? Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Um, 
Anthony, let's go ahead and uh, take a quick break right here. And then when we come back, we will jump into uh, the conversation with you, our listeners. Start calling me right now. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. You can also uh, send me a tweet at Cameron Riddle on Twitter and at Open Line Show on Twitter. More of Open Lines is next. We want to hear from you, your thoughts, your views, your voice. We are your eye on the community. It's Open Lines on High 96.3. And good morning to you, Indianapolis. We are back. This is Open Lines uh, on Sunday, April 18th, just two days now uh, since a mass shooting at FedEx took the lives of eight FedEx employees and has injured five others and has impacted hundreds and thousands of people across central Indiana and across the world as um, mass shootings uh, continue to be a regular uh, sadly to say, a, a weekly thing here across the country. I am joined here uh, this morning by our Community Affairs Director, Tina Cosby, who is uh, with us. And uh, Tina, it's, it's been a lot to process. Um, and I know you you talk to a lot of folks on your show, and, and our phone lines are hot this morning. So uh, thank you for sticking around for a couple more minutes. Let, let's take some, some phone calls from folks who uh, I know have a lot to say. Yeah. All right, uh, let's go to line one. Caller, good morning. You're live on the air. Who's this? Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Loud and clear. Good morning. Who's this? This is Guy. Guy, how you doing? Turn your radio down for me just to taste. Good morning. Good morning to you, Cameron. Good good morning. You're sounding good. What's on your mind? Condolences to uh, the victims of the mass shooting at FedEx. And to the community, because basically, this is a community problem. And uh, it's a problem that is hard to solve, but it can be solved. But people have to become serious about solving it. You know, we have various groups that are enamored of um, gun violence, particularly. And uh, they seem to get a pass to a certain extent. So I think that it's time, and I think uh, our current leadership in terms of uh, President Biden at least uh, seems to be sincere in trying to find a solution to this problem. Uh, I also wanted to say that on your station, 106.7, I don't know if anybody has mentioned it, but it was off the air. Yes, we, we have gotten word of that, and the engineers are working on it. There sounds like there's a transmitter issue because we're here, so you must be listening on 96.3, so thanks for well, finding a work. Yeah, fortunately, you're on 96.3 also. Yes, so thank you for finding a workaround, and we're hoping mm-hmm. any minute that uh, signal is back up. Guy, thanks so much for the call. You're welcome. All right. Yeah, you know, uh, very quickly, Cameron, mm-hmm. um, I was just going through some tweets, and uh, Michael Smirconish from CNN mm-hmm. Uh, sent a tweet and it basically said with the uh, J&J vaccine one person, uh, no, six people die. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, not but died. Yeah. Six, six people impacted. I know, where, impacted. I know where you're going. Yeah, six people impacted, one person died. But anyway, that's a one in one person, one in a million. Mm-hmm. One in a million and it shuts it down completely. I mean, it stops. Everything stops. Mm-hmm. But eight people are killed in Indianapolis. Uh, and yet another, the nation, I, you know, it's the third in the city, the third in the nation, I do believe. Um, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And the chances of anything happening, I mean, you know, the the, the nation just is silent. Well, so, yeah. And, you know, and it, it got a lot of got a lot of attention with that. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's been been several things, you know, uh, we, we had, you know, a, a, just a handful of airplanes crash because of a, a potential problem with mm-hmm. the autopilot system those planes didn't fly for over a year some Can't of them still that, not no. back in the air mm-hmm. uh you know what why is this and, and unfortunately one of the things that we that i remember people always saying is you know there's nothing will change until something 
happens to the people who are in charge. But unfortunately to say it has happened, of course, in, in Arizona with uh, mm-hmm. Congresswoman Gabby Giffords. Gabby Giffords, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, the the softball game outside of D.C. where Representative Steve Cal- Scalise, Scalise yeah. um, was shot and, and nothing changed. No. Uh, and, you know, it, it was like, okay, if nothing changed after your own people of both parties were injured, and then if nothing changed after uh, numerous mm-hmm. high school mass shootings, and then the Sandy Hook Elementary that's, School That's shooting. the one that got me. That's the one I thought, Cameron, would yeah. change the world. And it, nothing. No, the needle did not move. We continue to okay. to send thoughts and prayers and, and thoughts and prayers. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm not a pastor, but I, I don't know. I just know somewhere in there there's, there's got to be, uh, if you're going to, think and pray you got to show some action with what is it. that faith without works is dead amen amen that <laughs> that eloquently said better than what i was trying to express thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go to the phone lines 317-239-9696 317-239-9696 caller on line two good morning who's this anitra hi anitra you're live on the air what's on your mind well, I am a registered nurse. I'm actually a psychiatric nurse right now. Okay. I also have a brother that is pretty sick mentally, and he's in his 30s. There's only so much you can do, and it comes because of the, in the last, in history, you know, some people used to just take their wife and say she's hysterical or whatever, and so it was too easy to commit somebody in the past, so now they made it almost impossible, and... I think sometimes people think because it's kind of goofy how they act or they say certain things, they don't take it seriously, but there's only so far you can go. So part of the reason I feel like there's a problem is our laws. Um, and they're in, we, we put them in our mental health system. Mm-hmm. We get people from all over the state at my job, sometimes out of state. There's not enough places. And then they're in there for two or three days, and you don't know if they get follow-up or not. Mm-hmm. And it's just falling to the wayside, and people keep dying and getting hurt on top of the gun issue. But it's just mm-hmm. very troubling, and something's got to be done. But I see it from my perspective as a nurse looking at the patients. It's just a very broken system, mm-hmm. and I fear that we're going to keep seeing these until they do something to change that. Anitra, thank you so much for the call. Thank you. you t- yeah, Tina, and, and you, you know, I, I, the mental health community gets very upset. With a lot of times when uh, these shootings are blamed on mental health issues, mm-hmm. because when you look at it, uh, relatively speaking, the 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 instance of this happening with someone with men is is very low. Mm-hmm. Well, but, um, you, you you know, Tina, you you talked with uh, Congressman Andre Carson, who was mm-hmm. one of the people speaking at the vigil uh, that was last night at Cranard Park on the West Side, um, and. You know, he was one of the people, okay, do I, do I bring him on? I, I didn't want to go that route with bringing folks on this morning. I just wanted to talk about it. But mm-hmm. I'm not so much interested in hearing what uh, Congressman Carson has to say because he's made himself clear mm-hmm. in his statement that was sent out and what he has, uh, his track record on, on getting these right. types of situations under control. I would like to hear from some of our Republican uh, elected officials you know, Senator Braun. Yeah, where, where, where are you on these things? Uh, Mayor Joe Hogsett's, you know, calling on the uh, Indiana legislature to do something in the last three days of of their um, uh, session this this year. Mm-hmm. It, it, we know where where the where, where certain people like Congressman Carson stands. But have you heard anything, Tina, from 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 the other side? I know you you've been on the air, mm-hmm. you know, throughout mm-hmm. throughout the week. Where, where, where's the other guys? Um, not willing to talk about it. <laughs> I mean, we you know how many times have we extended the invitation? Uh, we get the runaround or what have you. Just not simply willing to talk about it. I will make another. That's a good point, Cameron, and I will continue to make a run at it. But w- what are they going to say? I mean, in the legislature. 
what is it? Senator Bray uh, basically was instrumental, and he's a Republican, mm-hmm. in uh, eradicating this uh, constitutional carry bill, which basically would allow Hoosiers to carry a handgun or carry guns without a license. Mm-hmm. And so where, where do you, what do you think they're, you know, the other side, when, when they would have had overwhelming, I mean, like I said, it was killed and there's a whole bunch more to it than that. But this is, why does it have to be political? Mm-hmm. This is life or death. Why did, I, I just don't understand that. Well, and, but, and, and the, the issue with this, what they call the legal loophole is you have someone like this man's mother uh, calling Sam, you know, literally raising the red flag, but he was still able to legally go Mm-hmm. And, buy, and buy a gun. Mm-hmm. And so that's the loophole that many folks are trying to close, not trying to keep guns out of out of folks' house and from you to be able to protect yourself, but the literal fact the that loopholes. The, the loopholes and, you know, some people have legislation that would be stricter than others. But at at the very basic at the very base of this is trying to close these loops, loopholes where in this case, someone who was known to the FBI, someone whose own family said, yo, potential mm-hmm. problem over here. Yeah. There are legislators and lawmakers who say that person should not be able to go get a gun. Well, Cameron, I'm going to let you go ahead because there's a lot of people that want to talk and they don't want to hear from me, but I enjoyed talking with them. But I'm I'm going to uh, let you go ahead and finish with your show. Um, and as I said, uh, all next week, we're going to be exploring all of these angles, including uh, getting the other side to see what they say and what they're thinking now, if they will indeed come on. So we're going to keep trying. And we will be listening to our Community Affairs Director, Tina Cosby, and her show, Community Connections, which airs live at 1 o'clock on AM 1310, 92.7 and 95.1 FM. Tina, you always have a great show, and uh, we will be listening to you tomorrow. Okay, thanks. Have a good show. Thank you, Tina. Uh, We will continue the conversation now with you on the phones because the phone lines are on fire. 317-239-9696-317-239-9696. And I have also just received word that our signal on 106.7's frequency is now back up and running. So thank you to our fantastic engineering team. We give them a round of applause. Uh, for getting that done, uh, John Takash, getting that done uh, early when you get the phone call at 7-something in the morning from us that there's a problem. Uh, he got that done in, in less than a half hour. So uh, thank you to him and thank you to you for listening and finding us, whether it be on the uh, WTLC app, the Hot 96.3 app, or on 96.3's frequency. Let's go to the phone lines. Caller on line three. Good morning. You're live on the air. Who's this? Hey, Cameron. How you doing this morning? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. This is Paul Collins. Yes, sir. Um, I had made some comments about you last week, and, and you wasn't present. Uh-oh. Uh, first, first, I would say uh, condolences to you and your family, and condolences to all those that lost uh, family members and those that are uh, that have uh, now have have had some mental stress uh, because of this. Uh, on this gun situation, it's unfortunate we live in an area at the time that we need weapons and different things. But if they don't want to ban uh, all weapons, then they need to ban certain weapons, especially the assault weapons. There ain't no war. I mean, you just, I mean, well, there's some other things coming. But if they just uh, ban those weapons, you you know, we can kind of get a start there. There's a there's a there's a solution there. You also mentioned that um, you know around the states, around the country, and how the other people are fired up and different things. Uh, like I said, I, I kind of used you last week on some things that, that you had brought to the forefront, but I want to bring this to the forefront now since I since you are here. And the only thing, uh, like the guy was using profanity and, uh, you know, and some other things. First of all, we have to get rid of this fear. You, you, If the FCC calls you because somebody said profanity, so what? If President Biden's not calling you. But it's that form of fear is also a form of mental health. We have to stop being afraid, first of all, and being able to, and these loopholes are created by who, okay? Because they created these loopholes, okay? And then when something goes on in their community, it's all of a sudden it's a, it's a, a mental health issue, okay? And when this young man got killed where they're having a trial at right now in Minnesota, okay, they wanted to look at him as a drug addict, mental issues, and different things like that. Okay, so we have to look at the uh, 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 the psychological view on how they actually are putting their demo down. Until we 
come together and understand that we have to dethrone this government and recreate a new one so that we can have some laws and stuff that everybody can live by. But as far as these guns go, uh, you know, you have to protect yourself. But these, these mass weapons and different things, man, they need to eliminate those. And I also wanted to say to you that you are doing an excellent job. And some people might have thought I said some things that was against you, but it really wasn't. I was just using you as an example because you provided the information for me. And I think you're doing a great job. I hope this show uh, continues. I promote this show and everything. I just think that we need to take action now. And uh, I ain't dealing with the religious part of this. But I just think that we all need to come together and take action and go to these leaders and different people that's in charge and tell them this is what we want, period, and and end the story. So uh, thank you for giving me an opportunity to speak. And if anybody last week misunderstood me, understand that I support Cameron 2,000%. Actually, I I, I nominate you. I didn't get a chance to do it. But you, to me, are a historical person that's actually living amongst us, and you have the best opportunity to not only serve our total community, but to serve our black community as well. So thank you for the great job that you're doing, you, Tina, et cetera, and anybody that's out there trying to move forward. Action. We need action, guys. All right. Thank you so much for the Have call, a great Paul. day. I appreciate All it. All right. Good to uh-huh. you. No, I know nobody told me that Paul was was talking about me. I thought my ears were ringing, but um, no, I, I I didn't hear that. So I don't know. I I know he mentioned something about we had a caller a couple of weeks ago who who got on here cussing a little too much, and I said, hey hey hey, can't do all that on the radio. FCC comes down on you, uh, and they do. No, I'm not going to get a call from President Joe Biden. I was being cute, but uh, the FCC does have a serious problem with a certain language being uh, said on the broadcast airwaves, so um, I don't want that call, and I can't forward that one to you. So, uh, callers, as you do call, please continue to hold that profanity. Uh, at least uh, unless you talk on XM radio, then you do your own thing over there. Uh, nevertheless, uh, let's go back to the phone lines. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. Caller on line one. Good morning. You're live on the air. Who's this? Hey, how are you doing, Cameron? You I'm know, good. you can forget about it in this because they have to have this kind of action going on across the country. And it's whose responsibility is it? It's the guy that uh, shot the people. Nobody else. And one thing that's curious about this, I don't see any rioting going on downtown or anything going on for these victims that were gunned down because it was not a cop. Just imagine if a cop killed eight people, innocent people. These people were surely innocent. Why don't they have the, uh, across the country the riots and stuff going on? Because they don't care. So, you know, colored people are just being duped in so many ways and being used. I mean, being used, I mean, the girl that has the Black Lives Matter, she just bought three homes. Each of them worth three or four million dollars apiece. And the one guy that was murdered here in uh, Minnesota, of course, he had stuck a gun in some woman's face and robbed her bra of her rent money. So that was that was what the warrant was all about. But our media is not telling us anything about that. They just said an unarmed black man was killed, but he was out running from the police trying to get back to his car. The police don't know whether they had a gun or not. And I think that if we keep on going off about this stuff uh, with men that are uh, being justified, justifiably killed for their disobedience to law enforcement, well, then we don't have nothing coming. This guy was robbed some woman. I mean, good woman, do you want somebody robbing you, trying to take your rent money, tearing your bra off? That's what the, 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 the affidavit is right there at Newsmax. Take it and read it yourself, Cameron. You got computer connections. The affidavit is right there and not one peek on the community connection. They just try to cherish and slobber on these people who are being killed by the police. Yet when eight, six or eight people get killed, it goes for a little while. No riding downtown. No windows broken out. So you know where our priorities are. But uh, it's just a sick scenario. And uh, nothing's going to be done about it because the FBI and the police, they knew about this guy, and they wanted this to happen. If this don't happen, uh, then they don't have a job security, and uh, they don't have nothing. We don't have nothing to talk about. So keep fanning the flames. It's going to keep on happening. And I can't believe how uh, much of an embarrassment our public officials are. All right, Larry, thank you so much. I'm going to leave you right there. we got to take a quick commercial break. You can join the ranks of Larry with your thoughts on all this. You know, of course, I wanted to talk about George Floyd and uh, DeWante Wright 
and I don't think we're going to get time to it because we've got issues happening right here in our city. Nevertheless, the phone lines are still on fire, so keep calling me. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Break, that is. Pay a couple of bills, and we will continue this conversation after these messages. This is Open Lines. We want to hear from you, your thoughts, your views, your voice. We are your eye on the community. It's Open Lines on Hot 96.3. Keeping you connected to what's happening in our city. It's Open Lines on Hot 96.3. And we are back here on the air on 106.7 WTLC and Hot 96.3. It's Open Lines. I'm Cameron Riddle on this Sunday morning. We're getting a couple of tweets as we continue to have the conversation about uh, the national headline story, uh, the worldwide story uh, that has Indianapolis at the center of it. No, not this time because of March Madness or or for some great event, but uh, rather an act that has uh, left eight people dead and five more uh, in the hospital uh, with the non-life-threatting injuries. Uh, getting a couple of tweets. Say good morning to uh, Michelle on Twitter for always uh, sticking with us. Uh, and um, she was upset that we weren't here the past couple of weeks. So uh, thank you, uh, Michelle. And Emotep, I'm sure he's probably somewhere on the lines, but this morning sending a tweet wondering, uh, you know, in light of this shooting uh, with this 19-year-old, uh, will we, he says, are we going to blame his parents or home life like we do black folks when something happens? That's from Emotep sending us on Twitter. You can join him if you can't get on the phone lines. Uh, send me a tweet at Cameron Riddle or at Open Line Show. For now, back to the phone lines uh, and let's do let's talk to you until we go off the air at nine o'clock this morning. Uh, caller on line one. Good morning. You're live on the air. Who's this? Good morning. Um, this is Mish. Mish. Good morning. Um, uh, hello to you and my condolences to you and your family for the losses that you have um, encountered over Thank this you. weekend. Thank I know it's a lot and my heart is breaking for those affected by what happened to um, what happened at the uh, FedEx. And I just can't help but think that we really do need to start having more conversations. Um, we are on a daily basis taking in information and taking in a, a flood of things, um, like on a daily basis, but we're not having enough conversations on what that's doing to not only us, but our children. Um, I know like a lot of people like to say, like, the, you know, the media is not responsible for raising the children. Um, yes, but sometimes what are they getting out of it? Um, I just feel like there's so much that we're taking in and like social media, we're in the age where kids are actually looking at each other and they're formulating opinions about people and all these things that they see all over the world. And unfortunately, we don't have enough conversations going on so we know what's going on inside of their heads. And I just think there's been a lot of tragedies around the city where, like, younger adults are, like, taking the lives of not only themselves but others. And it's just breaking my heart because I, I wonder, like, if what could have changed if somebody had a conversation with them to see what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's just my... Um, my take on it, I would like to see the community start opening up forums. Let's get the, a dialogue going. Let's get, you know, everybody out and let's have a conversation about it. All right, Mish, thank you so much for the call. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. All have right. a wonderful you as well. You as well. Thank you so much. All right, let's continue. More calls, 317-239-9696. That is the number to get on the air this morning, 317-239-9696. Caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. Good morning. You're live on the air. Who's this? Good morning, Larry. This is Terry King. Hi, Terry. Um, I had the technical difficulties at first, so if I repeat anything, it's because I don't know what was said prior to the problem being worked out. First of all, I want to give condolences to all the families. Um, I'm personally still waiting because I had an emergency, so I don't know who's safe or not, but I do know a lot of people who work that shift. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. 
you were bashed last week. <laughs> yes, Paul did. But yes, uh, I even commented after he did, and I appreciate the fact that he called back in this morning. Communication and understanding is everything. So I'm, I applaud him for doing that this morning. I have no and, idea what he said. No one told me anything, and I didn't listen. So, And it wasn't just him either, but that's okay. And number two, Tina. We never get tired of hearing from Tina. So when she said, I'm going to hang up and get off this phone because they know they get tired of listening to me, no, we don't. Um, mental illness is real. This situation, this situation, although there's been a lot, but this particular situation, was, to, in my opinion, is mental illness. My heart goes out to the mother and that family of that young man because she did what all she could do. When they closed down Central State and those facilities for mental illness, when they closed, when they allowed this child to get another gun or whatever he did after a mother warned them, asked for help, and then this happened anyway. So I don't, I, I hope that people, even though they, they may have lost a little bit, and God knows I didn't have my prayers, but please don't blame the family because if you listen to that mother's talk, Mm-hmm. She did everything she could, and it still happened. Mm-hmm. Last, Larry, go fishing. Please, just go fishing. Every time he gets on here, he's negative. He said about the Black Lives Matter lady buying houses and whatever. That woman is a powerful black woman with additional income besides Black Lives Matter. It's none of his business how she chooses to spend her money. Well, Terry, just, Terry, I'm well, gonna, Terry, I'm going to hold you right there because... Um, it's 8.54, and I'm going to get some other callers in, and I don't want to talk about Larry because every time, Terry, I love you, but you and a couple others, you take the bait he throws out there every time to get you riled up. And you, yeah, and, and you're you, right. You take the you're bait right. every time. So we're not even you're we're right. not even going to spend spend time on here. He calls okay. in. He says what he says. He makes the phones ring. So, you know, he, he is Okay, he you're is. right. <laughs> you know, Thank you for the time and the opportunity. Just Larry go fishing. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you, Terry. I'm sure we'll talk to you next week. Let's keep going. Uh, 317-239-9696. Six minutes left in the show. Let's see how many people we can talk to before we have to go. Uh, caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning, my man. Good morning. Who's this? This is Tony Bill. Tony, you're live on the air. What's on your mind? Uh, not much, but man, just to piggyback off what a previous caller stated, man, to be honest, man, the law enforcement is failing us, my man. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, man, these people are getting multiple chances to be let go. Uh, they're getting alerts, tips about these individuals, and, and they just let them go, man, and they're committing these crimes on the public, and it's not fair, man. We pay taxes, you know, build more jails, lock them up, man, quit giving them chances because mm-hmm. families are suffering, you know. So, yes, there's mental illnesses as well, but at the end of the day, man, we got to do something about it and address it and take it serious the first time when we have the intelligence and the information that we have to address the issues. All right. And that, that's it, my man. All right. I appreciate the call. Thank you for your listening yep. and calling. Thank you. All right. Let's keep going. 317-239-9696. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Hello? Yeah, hello? Good morning. You're live on the air. Who's this? Oh uh, hey, this is uh this is Trey. What's on your mind? Uh yeah, I was just noticing like if you ever just notice about it, it's always a trend like every time it seems like every time when a like a democratic president gets into office there's mm-hmm. always mass shootings. Mm-hmm. And it's like it it, it, it it like it, it happened with the Sandy Hook, happened with all of that. It's just it's just kind of um it's it's a uh, it's a little weird. Well, it's something to think about. Well, all right. Something to think about. But there have been mass shootings under Republican administrations and in Republican states and against Republicans as well. So, no, something to think about. But this is not something that just happens uh, when we have a Democratic president. Okay, yeah. I, I thought it was a trend. All right. All right. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you for the observation. 317-239-9696. Uh, four minutes now left in the show. If you call me and I can get you in, I certainly will. Uh, let me go to caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? You're live on the air. Hello? Hello? Hello you're live on the air. Uh, yeah. I wanted to say, man, uh, and we got to start going and doing a little bit more history, man, about this world we live in, man. You know, uh, it's a lot of a lot of work to be done as far as making progress with it. 
you know, our own communities and policing our own communities, man. You know, uh, figuring out what the problem is, where it all stems from, man, from a historical standpoint. You know, if we don't learn more about where we come from prior to, uh, you know, issues, you know, related to things that might have happened as recent as a hundred years ago with Tulsa and all these other things, man. We have to start going beyond, you know, recent history and really figuring out who we are, reestablishing a real identity, you know, and quit following all of this narrative, man, and letting people control, you know, our way of thinking. You know, we have to get back to, uh, you know, just kind of starting over, man, as a people are moving forward, man, you know, on our own as a collective. You know, nothing's going to change until we really start really, really digging deep. I'm talking about going really, really, really deep about the people around us. That's all people included. You know, it's time to come together, you know, and really, you know, solve our own problems, man. This is not a police issue. This is our issue. All right. What was your name? This is Don. Don, I appreciate your call and I appreciate the tone. And that's where we're going to leave it uh, for the show here today. You're going to be my last caller. Thank you so much, Don. Appreciate it. All right, thank you. All right, uh, yeah, uh, you know, so many, so many other things we didn't even get to talk about. Uh, you know, the George uh, Floyd, Derek Chauvin uh, trial uh, will be coming to a close here earlier, early this week, and things are continuing to pop up in Brooklyn Center, uh, Minnesota, and then in Chicago, Indianapolis has its own problems. Uh, we've got things at the State House that I wanted to bring you up to date on uh, as session closes here in the last uh, couple of days. Nevertheless. There was a lot going on, and um, you know, I I I don't know what uh, what Paul said last week, but I do have a piece of mail here from Paul that I just found, and I'm kind of afraid to open it now because I don't know what he said about me. But uh, it's probably just Paul's book. But um, nevertheless, thank you all for um, uh, staying with us through the technical difficulties this morning, hanging out with Tina, and your condolences from my family. Now to all of you, uh, we've got to protect protect our, our, our mental health because there was a lot going on and it is exhausting. Uh, this portion of 2021 is starting to feel a whole lot like this portion of 2020. And so with that said, we may have a long way uh, to go uh, to get through whatever is about to be thrown at us. With that said, whatever is thrown at us, I'll be here with you to help guide you through it every Sunday morning, live at 8. That's going to do it for this edition of the Open Line Show. The phone lines are still on fire, which means, hey, call me back next week or tune in to Tina's show tomorrow at 1 o'clock. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. I hope that you have a great day. Take care of your family. Take care of each other. And if nothing else, just sit back and listen to the radio. If you miss any portion of this show, you can find it uh, anywhere you get your podcast. Just search open line show on hot 96 three more music is on the way and on wtlc here comes the hour of power with al sharpton we'll see you next sunday live at eight